0: Hi folks, this is Bud Hughes, and it's time to raise the door on another edition of Bud's Garage. Hang on! You're now part of the Fastest Hour on Radio, presented by Complete Auto Parts and Oakwood Tire and More, locally owned family businesses with over 120 years of combined experience. CarQuest nationally branded auto parts and warranties, and Oakwood Tire's wide selection of the best tire brands available local professionals to help you find the parts or tires you need help you get them installed and back on the road with a smile find out more at completeautoparts.net or oakwoodtire.com on today's show lessons from Smokey bear more cars worth waiting for and chevrolet's news and rumors plus round pegs and square holes and a whole bunch more informative automotive buffoonery with bud and tim right now on north Georgia's news talk wdun Welcome in, folks. This is Bud Hughes, resident of Carnot, and Tim DePasquale, a upholster to the stars. Tim, how are you doing, man?
1: I'm good, Bud. How are you today? What were you doing this weekend? Mowing. Mowing. <laughs> mowing. I'm mowing. Mowed, Here we go again. mow <laughs> oh, the pastures. Good. All right. And, you know, we take care of the chickens and... Well, good. Uh, yeah. Somebody needs to. Yeah, I know. I know. Well, but, man, we got eggs. Well, good. Yeah.
0: That's Well, <laughs> with, with the price of them, <laughs> yeah, that's mm-hmm. a good thing.
1: Oh, yeah. Right. All right. I uh,
0: was remiss last week Uh-oh. in wishing happy birthday mm-hmm. to a national hero. Okay. And that would be 78-year-old Smokey Bear. Oh, right. Smokey. Yeah. He may not be as famous as—well, he's, he's more famous than Yogi. What do you think, Bill? I Yogi, think Yogi, Yogi's
2: more, more uh, well-known. Do you think so? I do, because they haven't used Smokey much in the last no, several really decades. No, they really haven't. I
0: see the road signs,
2: but you're right. You Yogis know. still get new episodes on uh, Max. Really? Oh, wow. Yo, boo, boy, That's let's more. go get a picnic yeah. basket. Max has a show called... Don't uh, upset
0: the cartoon characters <laughs> now.
2: <laughs> no, Max has a show currently called Jellystone. Oh, oh really? And uh, Huckleberry Hounds the Mayor... Oh. And I think Yogi's a doctor, which is well, kind of scary. Well, is
1: uh, El Kabong on there?
2: He is, yeah.
1: Kabong! Uh,
2: it's funny, oh, he's only on his El Kabong, he's <laughs> how, not on his Quick Draw McGraw. How, how do we do this?
1: It started out,
0: we started out so, so <laughs> I know. in focus. Now we're... Because now you we're. brought in the trivia guy. I'm, I'm uh, sorry, I'm sorry. So, I'm going to hand it over to Tim, the... What would we call Tim? We would call Tim the... Mower. Uh, no, well, the mower, but he's, you know, he's... Goat whisperer. America, the Americana guy, the goat whisperer. Let's not even go there. Uh, <laughs> how did it all start for Smokey, Tim? Well, oh my
1: goodness. Actually, it was Bambi that, that got the whole deal well, going. Well, yeah, but yeah. Well, that, the origins can be traced back to World War II. A few months after the attack on Pearl Harbor in 1941, Japanese ships, I never knew this, Japanese ships fired shells on an oil field near Los Pedro's National Forest. Fortunately, there was no damage. Um, Well, the damage was minimal, and a wildfire didn't break out, but the incident did spark fears that with all of the experienced firefighters deployed in the war effort, that it would be very, easy for uh, a national tragedy to occur at the hands of the enemy of the enemy yeah well, so, and, well, and
0: i should i should explain i know we're going to talk about bambi and Smokey the bear and a lot of different things this is all going somewhere okay we'll 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 we'll, we'll tie it all together later in the show
1: i can't wait to I see i promise you <laughs> okay all right so so they came up with Smokey the bear
0: well, because when the Bambi movie came out, mm-hmm. you know, later on, when the right. Bambi movie came out, it was some of the trials and tribulations going on with Bambi and her group were caused by a, right. a, 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 f- a fire. fire, a forest that fire. forest fire that was
1: started by a careless human.
0: And so she became the spokesperson for the National Forest Service
2: uh, for a couple of years. Bambi was a he. A he? Yeah. Bambi was a he? You're yeah. thinking of a different Bambi. <laughs> One that works the red light district. Oh God! Oh no! That's you know the the, the Bambi the, was a hero. Really? Yeah, the, the Bambi giveaway was is the he... horns at the end of the movie, Bud.
1: Right, Bud. When he's fighting with the other deer. I got to I got to the... admit I had I don't know if I've ever watched Bambi. I just assumed. Well, see, having a daughter, I watched Bambi uh, fourteen times a day for three or four years. That's All your right. heart. So I could. All right. Yeah.
2: Anyway, what the... I don't understand with Smoky the Bear is what female sheep have to do with putting out forest fires. I don't know either. I don't... He, he always said, "Only you can prevent forest fires."
0: Oh, no. oh my gosh! Oh, you got to stop. Bill. We're, we're going to get so <laughs> far off the edge here. All right. So the first Smokey PSA featured the original catchphrase, uh, "Care will prevent nine out of ten forest fires," but then that changed to "Only you can prevent forest fires," mm-hmm. and now it was changed in 2001. Only you can prevent wildfires. All right. To distinguish between purposely set fires by the firefighters to mm-hmm. get the scrub brush off the, the forest floor right. to, you know, uh, intentionally set control burns uh, a set of, instead of unwanted
2: fires. So the most recent
0: catchphrase is
2: two decades old. Is it
0: really? Okay. Well, yeah. All right. Many artists have illustrated of the Bear, but the most influential was Rudy Wendelin. Uh, he was Smokey's full-time artist from 44 to 73. He was responsible for adding Smokey's name to his hat, his belt buckle, and giving him his blue jeans, shovel, and he, he also made him less fearless looking by uh, shortening his nose. A little bit. Uh-huh. Not
1: Wendland. The, well, the as soon as I'd it. see a bear with blue jeans on, I'd... Uh, <laughs> I might figure he wasn't mean. All you right. Know.
2: Well, there's no <laughs> truth of what I read to the Enquirer that Smokey became Cocaine Bear? No. Okay, that's no, good to no. know. No. Uh,
0: The public uh, really fell in love with Smokey when he gained a real-life counterpart, a black bear cub who survived a wildfire in the Capitan Mountains in uh, New Mexico. He was rescued by a firefighter. And uh, the cub received so much mail when he went to the zoo, the National Zoo in Washington, D.C., that the Postal Service assigned Smokey his own zip code. An honor bestowed to only one under one other individual. That would be the president of the United States.
1: Oh, I thought Santa Claus had his. No, own. there's a there's
2: a that's, million that's different. A, that's a whole different. That's thing. one of our trivia questions, and everybody thinks of Santa Claus and a Smokey Bear. Uh, it's it Smokey is, the wow. bear. Uh Smokey Bear. It's not Smokey, Smokey the bear. bear. Smokey bear. bear. Yeah, correct. And he died.
0: This this real bear, but died in '76. Uh, newspapers across the country. Uh, published so many articles and obituaries that the National Zoo Archives had to devote four times the regular amount of storage space to hold them. He was buried near near where he was found, in Smokey Bear Historical Park in Capitan, New Mexico. He survived by his wife, Goldie, and adopted son, Little Smokey.
1: Little Smokey.
2: Do they
0: have any little care bears? I have no idea. But in recent history, human activities have caused more than 89% of wildfires each year. In the U.S. Wow! So only we can prevent
2: wildfires. So there is man-made climate change. Mm-hmm. Oh no! Let's
0: not go to the climate oh, change. Oh Let's let's not go to <laughs> the climate change. Uh, that that that's a whole other thing. All right. Do you want to give us in a nutshell, Bill, your your article that you brought up? Uh, we got a couple minutes here. You
2: want to roll with it?
0: Yeah, if we it. don't get it all done, we'll take it into the next segment.
2: Well, but an electric truck owner was quickly hit with the reality of owning and operating an EV soon after the purchase. We've talked here about the infrastructure not being ready for these electric vehicles that they mm-hmm. want to push on us. The vehicle, first of all, told him, uh, compelled him to install two chargers, one at work and one at home for $10,000. To accommodate the charger, he had to upgrade his home's electric panel. It was another six grand. It only spent more than hundred and thirty grand plus tax. So... When I tell
0: Tim to do his homework, you know, this guy, I don't know what, was, what made this guy go out and buy something and not do a little more research. You know, for one thing, you can't just stick a charger on the wall in any house. Right, right. I, I don't know why people
2: don't figure this out. Not long afterwards, he got into a minor accident, which required, quote, light assembly in the front bumper. Vehicle went to the body shop. He did not get it back for six months. He said no one from the manufacturer answered his email or phone calls for help. Then he decided to go to Chicago, 1,400 miles, and when we have more time, bud, we will continue the story and tell you how that trip went. All right. We'll do it on the the flip side here, as I say. Okay. But first of all, I want to
0: tell you, if
1: you're restoring a classic muscle car, where are you going to go, Tim? Well, you're going to go to the muscle car experts at Year One in Cornelia, Georgia, who provide our podcast so that if you miss any of this great information you can go to access wdun click the links and hit the buttons and listen to the show at your convenience or go to your favorite podcast site and you can hear the show anytime that you want to back to you bud that is absolutely
0: true uh they have been helping me out along the way on this mustang i've been doing for two years mm-hmm. and we're, we're buttoning it up and they're still helping me out Right. great advice all the assembly manuals all that stuff check them out at year one Com. We'll be right back here at Bugs Garage on North Georgia's News Talk AM515 FM 102.9. W-D-U-N. Don't go away. Welcome back into Bud's Garage, presented by Oakwood Tire & More and Complete Auto Parts. Locally owned, nationally backed, and happy to serve you. Okay, so back to you, Bill. Part two of the electric truck uh, scenario going on here.
2: Yeah, this this poor hapless gentleman with his, uh, this is a pure 100% electric vehicle, by the way. We want to make that clear. Mm -hmm. Decides he's going to go to Chicago, 1,400 miles from his home.
0: Which is in uh, Winnipeg, Canada. Yes. Hopefully he wasn't doing this in the wintertime because it just adds insult oh. to injury. Oh yeah. man.
2: Well, fast charging stations, which only charge EVs up to 90%, by the way, cost more than gas for the same mileage. Mm-hmm. The family's first stop was in Fargo, North Dakota. It took two hours and $56 to charge his vehicle from 10% to 90%. That charge got him another 215 miles. Oh jeez. Albertville, Minnesota, the free charger was faulty and the phone number on the charging station was of no help. So they drove to Elk River, Minnesota, that charger was faulty as well. In Elk River? Elk River, yeah. Why would they have a faulty charger
0: in Elk River amongst (laughs) the two that they probably have in the town? Maybe it wasn't
2: waterproof. Uh, I don't know. Okay, I'm sorry, I interrupted. (laughs) So he wrote online, the sheer helplessness was mind boggling my kids and wife were really worried and stressed at this point. There were no other fast charging stations within range of Elk River and his vehicle only had 12 miles left. By now it was late afternoon. Uh, they ultimately had the vehicle towed to a dealership in Elk River and rented a regular gas powered vehicle to get to Chicago. They picked up their electric truck on the way back to Winnipeg. Bella wrote, uh, I was in the shop for, it was in the shop for six months. I can't take it to my late cabin. I cannot take it off for off-grid camping. I cannot even take a road trip. I can only drive in-city. It's the biggest scam of modern times." And nice. he tells uh, Fox they need to do more to provide consumers with the right information.
0: Who needs to do more? He did. The government.
2: Yeah, yeah. 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 He says the, yeah. government, the government, needs government needs to do, needs more. To do more. Because How about they're so be- reliable with information. Yeah, I know.
1: yeah, that's true. You know, the best thing he could do would be to, since he spent all this money anyway, uh, get a generator that he could tow behind his electric vehicle and fill it with diesel fuel and just keep charging as he drives.
0: Well, the, I mean, the, you're going this far. The biggest thing he could have done was his homework. Oh, yeah. You know, you can't blame right. all of this on the vehicle manufacturers. because They're going to build them. That's what they do. Right. And the government's going to, you know deny that any of it's their fault or that they pushed any of it because that's what they do.
1: It points it, out the fact that everyone is chasing these subsidy dollars that the government is throwing out there for people to purchase and for uh, manufacturers to build and for battery companies to make batteries. What jumped
2: out at me, though, was just how bad our infrastructure is for these vehicles. That's that's just, what it it's says. not there yet. It's, it's, not not there. There.
0: Right. it's not going to be there. And I, I, I predict it won't be there in in any form that'll make sense for a decade. Mm-hmm. So, I agree. anybody that's buying an all-electric vehicle right now, you are the
1: you are the guinea. The pig. guinea pigs, the early adapters, the so early I've, adapters. Stay close to a hard.
2: Bucky's. I finally went to Bucky's on my trip to Indiana. Oh
1: yeah, how was that?
2: I, it was it was a madhouse when I went going up. In Kentucky on Saturday, mm-hmm. but it was pretty cool. The one in Calhoun on Monday was a lot less crowded. So, did you have a barbecue sandwich? I did. They were awesome. Oh yeah. They? yeah, very good. Very you
1: know
0: good. I, a friend of mine posted something on Facebook? He posted all the job listings at Bucky's. Yeah, manager can make over two hundred grand.
2: I saw that. Wow, Bucky's, yeah. Hey, yeah. i gotta go Revolution. see it. <laughs> <laughs> get back but they had about but what a what is
0: what a madhouse
1: it is oh yeah
2: they had about 10 charging stations though oh, i impressive impressed at, okay. at the number of charging stations they mm-hmm. had at both buckies
1: but no tractor trailers none none right not allowed yeah. yeah
0: i didn't realize that
1: yeah yeah they don't want truckers in there
0: huh i wonder if it's because of the re the you know the. Real estate area that the trucks take up. is who knows, who knows, who knows. Well, remember we were doing a list of three favorite cars from Motor Trend Magazine? Yeah. You did yours last week. Mm. I've come up with three of mine this week. I bet they're all electric. Yeah. Well, no, one of them isn't. One of them is not actually electric. First one is a 2025 Ford plug-in. Bronco plug-in hybrid. Okay. Listen to me, folks. Plug-in hybrid. Remember those words mm-hmm. when you're shopping for your next vehicle. Right. Okay? No range anxiety. Right. Plug-in hybrid. When
1: you run out of electricity, you can continue, continue to drive on, on gasoline. Yes.
0: And you will be able to charge it somehow, some way, with whatever kind of goofy charger system they come up with right. next because the plugs mm-hmm. are adaptable. Okay. okay. So the only, my only gripe with this vehicle is it's four-door only, mm-hmm. so you can't get a two-door Bronco in yeah. a plug-in hybrid. But you know, it's four-wheel drive and friend of mine just bought a
1: new Bronco, two-door, yeah, full-size, yeah, and I was very impressed with the ride. Oh yeah, it's like a
0: normal car. Now the price is 55 to 75 grand on the plug-in hybrid. Well, that's you know the Broncos aren't cheap to begin with, so if you want a Bronco, that's what they cost. Now here's something that caught my attention: Mm -hmm. another plug-in hybrid. Okay, the Ram Dakota truck. Oh. It's, kind of, it's kind of midway between the, the Ranger and the Maverick. When I, when I saw the, the photo of this truck, you know what it looks like to me? It looks like the, uh, the Toyota truck, the mm-hmm. uh, pickup truck they have. What do we call it?
1: The Tacoma? No, no, no. The,
0: the, is that my th- the Honda. I'm sorry, the Honda. Oh, the Ridgeline. Yeah, the Ridgeline. Mm-hmm. The Honda okay. Ridgeline. It's kind of that size. I see. Okay. But here's the thing that really grabbed my attention. 30 grand. Okay. For plug-in hybrid. Now, that's not going to be the high-end model. And that, that's another thing people need to realize. Most of the, the EV stuff that you're going to see coming down the line, it, the first introduction is going to be of the high-end stuff. Oh, sure. Because they're looking for the high-end buyer mm-hmm. who has a high-end house right. in a high-end community where you can have a charger in your house. And, you know, it all makes sense for them. Yeah. But uh, I, I thought that was pretty cool. Then the coolest one. I think, for a sporty kind of guy that I am sometimes, is the uh, Hyundai Envision 74. It is just a mean, wicked, nasty-looking oh, yeah. sports car. Looks kind of racy. Hydrogen-powered. Wow. It's got a hydrogen fuel cell in it, so it's electric, but it's using hydrogen, hydrogen. fuel cells. Yeah. So, th- different technologies, mm-hmm. but you need to be looking that direction uh, if you're going to make a purchase in the next I, I don't know, in the next uh, three to four years, yeah, plug-in hybrid, maybe hydrogen if they get it sorted out.
1: Or yeah, I bet there's going to be a lot of people uh, wishing that they had started with the hydrogen first and then moved on to the batteries once they had a better battery and not a liquid, you know, a, more of a solid state type battery. That they're claiming will be the holy grail of battery power i
0: don't have any hesitation with the platforms that they're building Mm -hmm. they're going to be powerful they're going to be less maintenance yeah they're going to be heavy Mm -hmm. and we're going to have to figure out what to do with what's left over after the vehicle's done right you know because most of the the dealers now most of the manufacturers i mean have an eight eight year limit on the battery Mm -hmm. it's warranted for eight years so i see a lot of people. You know trading at seven years sure Uh, that's going to affect things uh, what do replacement batteries cost we don't even know yet because we're not eight years down the line right so we're going to have to take all of that into consideration and and figure out where we're going with it so um i do have an honorable mention that i'm going to mention in the next segment and i've got a theory on my honorable mention car Uh okay that's that's going to be our tease as we go out of this segment
1: i'm looking forward to hearing Um, that so
0: what what is your thoughts on what we're doing with the electric vehicle last week you said it was a pendulum and i thought that was a good description of what's going on with electric vehicles one week we got you know the latest innovation that's mm-hmm. coming out or it could be a new engine or hydrogen or whatever and the next week you know the world is is falling apart because of fires and stuff well there's from... so much
1: that has to evolve in the charging technology and the battery technology and the uh charging cords and how you're which we're going to get into in one of these segments on how you plug them actually plug them in yep Yep. so there's there's just so much out there all these people that are buying now thank god that the early adapters exist so that we can find the weak spots in this technology and address them and that's the way it's going to have to be it's no different than it was a hundred years ago when the internal combustion engine when the car itself was first coming yeah, out remember we started out with electric vehicles
0: and switched to internal combustion right and it was the same kind of pains mm-hmm. in a you know a much smaller world much younger world but we'll figure it out yeah we'll figure it out, we'll figure it out. all right we'll figure it out that we're going to be back in a couple of minutes here at Scratch, north Georgia's news talk am 550 and fm 102.9 the BDUN. welcome back into bud's garage brought to you by complete auto parts and oakwood tire and more
1: from first responders to daily drivers the parts tires and repairs for what our town drives
0: the segments brought to you by the great folks at hardy chevrolet where they invite you to find new roads in a hardy chevrolet tim oh yes sir and uh i mentioned my three cars worth Mm -hmm. waiting for and said i had an honorable mention yes you do here it is okay the 2026 Camaro EV. Okay. Built on the Altium platform. Mm-hmm. And the, uh, aside from that being unique enough, what else does it have, Tim, that the
1: present-day Camaro doesn't have? Two extra doors. Two extra doors, yeah. But it's still a great-looking car.
0: It is. Now, The only the only thing I think they should have done with the extra doors, do you remember the RX... Uh, RX8. Yeah, where they hid the rear door handles, handles it didn't look like it had. You wouldn't even know this was a four door, right? If you didn't put the uh, didn't have the handles there. Mm -hmm. But anyway, that's just that's just my take. And and what they've got out there right now is a, you know, a prototype that we're looking at. the back seat in a Camaro is kind of like the back seat in any pony car, so mm-hmm. you'll just have an easier door to get in and out of it. You don't have to right. climb over the. To throw your stuff in. To throw your stuff in. Because that's, <laughs> that's about what it's good to for. To throw your stuff in. Yeah. But, well, yeah, who knows? Again, this is a. They could lengthen it, yeah, it's a prototype. This they is could a prototype lengthen it a bit, picture. it might have a little bit more Right.
1: I would like to think that that's what they'll do.
0: And and the fact that you're sitting, the back seat is sitting on the back wheels, like it would be in a Corvette, a, a rear-wheel drive Corvette. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fact that the car is electric, it's going to yep. be quiet. Right. Going to be a quieter ride back there. Uh, so we'll see. It's going to be on the Ultium platform. And here's what I my mind wandered off when I was looking at the car here. Mm-hmm. You know, since this is going to be built on the Ultium platform. Now obviously the Corvette E-Ray is not built on the Altium platform. Okay. It's it's got a gasoline engine right with a electric electric motors on the front wheels. Mm-hmm. But I'm thinking to myself, what if what if they came out with a Camaro with an internal combustion engine in the front, mm-hmm. and drove the rear, rear and drove the rear wheels with that but then did the same kind of E-Ray thing for the Camaro in a limited edition, you know, yeah, with the understanding right. that it You know, it's not fully electric, Mm -hmm. but just to keep the the purist happy. Right. I think it could be done. Well, it could. As far as keeping. Let's see if they're listening. Let's see if they come out with it. Yeah, let's see. Mark the date, Bill. Okay. As he as he always does. Yeah. Meanwhile, I was talking to Mike Cormier. Cormier, sorry. Talking to Mike Cormier over at Chevrolet, I was over there wandering around. Because that's what I do during a week, people. I go out and wander around dealerships and garages. You mm-hmm. sneak in back doors of places and, you know, race shops I'm not supposed to be at and all that kind of thing. Right. But they've got a lot more sheet metal than they do pavement over at Hardy Chevrolet right now. Oh, yeah. A lot of it's full up with trucks. Mm-hmm. But I was listening to the race last week on WDUN, the race from Indianapolis, the NASCAR race. And they kept mentioning during the commercials the Chevy Equinox RS. Okay. So I asked Mike, what is the Equinox? And there, there is kind of a um, there's kind of a hierarchy. You have the Trailblazer, which is a smaller vehicle, the Trax, the Equinox, and the Blazer. Okay? Mm-hmm. So the the Equinox is a little bit smaller than the Blazer, um, but they make an RS version of it. And the reviews are very good. It's it's not a separate electric version. It's gonna it's gonna make a debut a debut not debut uh, <laughs> one of these days. Uh, but the gas powered version adds two more co- colors for this year: Riptide Blue for 2024, Riptide Blue and Lakeshore Blue. And Chevy also revises the Driver Confidence Two package, putting in blind spot man- monitoring and rear cross traffic alert. And it's available on the LS trim. Um but the package is now they would recommend that you get the uh the l s model get the r s model that's kind of in between the basic and the uh updated you know the, mm-hmm. all the bells and whistles okay this is according to car and driver mm-hmm. but it's a good looking car oh yeah it's got it's got some of the shape and stuff of the blazer it's got the snout of the blazer mm-hmm. but it's shrunk down and it's it's a great you know first or second car oh yeah uh that's not a real mini 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 car uh and it's an SUV I say car but it, everything's an SUV anymore sure so that got me to thinking when I was talking to Mike about the Trailblazer Trailblazer like I say in the hierarchy is the the first of their small SUVs right? mm-hmm. before you get to the Suburbans and things like that the Chevy Trailblazer is also refreshed for 2024 with all new equipment inside it's got all new front fascia in fact, the tracks which they have right now at the showroom was all redesigned, and it's a cool-looking car. Mm-hmm. And, you're, and, and, and you're in the mid-20s on it. Is the tracks where is it positioned in size? The tracks is just a little bit bigger than the Trailblazer. Okay. In different engine packages. I see. But it's a very good-looking car, and, uh, and also the now the Trailblazer is going to have new uh, wheel designs. It's going to have cacti green and copper hot harbor are going to be new colors. Copper harbor is kind of like the remember the uh, vet that I had that was uh, yeah atomic it's orange. atomic orange right yeah, it's kind of atomic copper okay I, I thought it was cool cacti green cacti green right yeah. so they have an LS version of that for 243 the LT will be 255 which is the one that they recommend you get mm-hmm. you know if you don't want to load one all the way up and the best looking one I thought was the one that's loaded up and goes for 28395 and that's the IRS it's okay. rally sport yeah. you know they put out the black they black out certain things on the vehicle mm-hmm. and it just looks cool as heck so uh they've got some of those in stock now the 2023s are in stock now and the 2024s are coming so it's going to be uh they're going to be unlocked before you know it silverados of every kind mm-hmm. they have got you know diesel gasoline two-wheel drive four-wheel drive whatever you need and they got a ton of silverados And service trucks yeah now I know we talk about service trucks uh, a lot on the show as far as getting your trucks serviced at Hardy Chevrolet but if you own a business and you're starting to make plans I don't want to talk about taxes yet but But. this is the time of the year oh yeah you know as you're as you're ramping down Mm -hmm. if let's say you're doing lawn care you got you got another couple months of doing lawn care and you may be thinking to yourself, you know, I wore this this poor old truck out. Maybe it's time to look at another one. Right. They have got that stuff on the lot, and they've got a lot of it. Mm-hmm. And the guy you want to talk to is David Hornsby okay. on all the service truck stuff. And uh, so I, I would say that the EVs are coming. The ultimate platform that we've talked about over and over again, I think is going to make a Chevy an easier choice for customers. Oh, yeah. And uh, because the platform is... It's skateboard. It's adjustable to different vehicles, mm-hmm. and I just I think
1: uh, it'll probably be a lot simpler to service since it'll be the same basic I'm platform. That's what
0: i Remember when General Motors, in in general, General Motors was Chevrolet, Pontiac, Buick, you know, whatever.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Chevrolet and GM by using this this platform under all their vehicles, it's going to make it much easier to, you know. Buy a vehicle, not only buy a vehicle, but get it serviced. Right. And Hardy Chevrolet is also training their mechanics. They have got a group of mechanics trained specifically on electric stuff right now, on this Altium platform. Mm. And uh, they're actually, we, Mike and I were actually talking aside about the Bolt. Uh, he said they're looking forward to. And they were they were concerned that the Bolt was going away completely, the the compact EV, right. because it was the highest selling. You know, uh, vehicle they had Chevrolet had as far as EVs goes, and it meets the price point that everybody's looking for to, you know, dip their toe in the water of electric vehicles. Sure. You know, it was in its mid 20s. Right. So they're they're happy that's coming back out mm-hmm. as on the Ultium platform. So if you're uh, if you're in the market for a new vehicle, and uh, or a used vehicle, they got a ton of used vehicles on the lot because Mike said when the new stuff's coming in. People are coming in and buying it, and guess what? They're, They're trading, trading stuff in yeah. and their trades are good stuff. Mm-hmm. So if you got a hankering to go look at some great vehicles, great Chevrolets, Hardy Chevrolet is the place to go on Brownsbridge Road, and as Charles Hardy always said about Chevrolets.
2: Well, remember, friends, for goodness sakes, if you're going to do it,
0: let's do it with the Hardy boys. We love you, and we need you. We'll be right back here at Bud's Garage on North Georgia's News Talk, AM 550 and FM 102.9.
1: W-D-U-N,
0: I'm going. Welcome back into Bud's Garage, presented by Oakwood Tire and More
1: and Complete Auto Parts, where the pros and the folks who know go for parts, tires, and service.
0: Okay, Tim, I told folks I was going to bring it all back around to Smokey the Bear. Oh yeah, okay. I was, was going to tie it all uh-huh. neatly in a you know in right. a little package here, and uh, here's where we're going: back to Smokey and the Bear, but not Smokey and the Bear, Smokey the Bear, for a moment. Smokey Bear. Oh, Smoky Bear. I'm sorry. I keep saying Smokey the Bear. It is well, Smokey Bear. that's what bear. we've always called
1: it. Yeah. Smoky the Bear. Boo-boo-boy. No, that's... No, that's Yogi. Yogi, yogi right? the Bear. All right.
0: Take it away, Tim. Let's uh, take us to Ground Zero at Commerce last month.
1: Oh! I-, I didn't hear about this anywhere. Well, this happened on July the 14th. The uh, recycling center that's called Metro Site, owned by Scott Ledford... You know, they take uh, recyclables, uh, wood, plastic, metals.
0: Which helps the planet.
1: Which helps the planet. They are not authorized to process any hazardous waste. Well, one of their customers, who is always dropping off recyclables from packaging coming from Korea and other places, is SK Battery. The battery plant located in Commerce that makes EV batteries for the Ford F-150 Lightning and the VW-ID Well, on July the 14th, they dropped off a load of plastic recyclables, recyclables, and mixed in there was a couple of EV batteries that ignited. Mm. They caught fire. They burned the place to the ground. They destroyed the building. It took, now listen, the Banks County Fire Department is next door. Yeah, (laughs) this this is what's crazy about it. It took four days and three million gallons of water to put this fire out back that up how many million gallons of water three million gallons of water and four days to put this fire out and once they had put the fire out and they started sorting through they found 25 to 30 ev batteries in all of that uh, the the firefighters they, they, they had to keep fighting the blaze as soon as they would would it would appear to be out and they'd turn the water off and it would reignite immediately
0: well that's because of the uh, thermal runaway of the batteries and people need to understand when we say these ev batteries these were pouch batteries so these things look like a um what would you say a, uh, like a bag of like a food. bag, yeah. yeah just a bag basically mm-hmm. and they th- they got thrown in with the regular waste and they ain't regular waste once you uh You know ignite them
1: so now these batteries have been sent off to south carolina lab for testing and as of this time no official cause of the fire has been determined Mm. Uh well the
0: owner said he regretted not banning all sk material all material that they brought Mm -hmm. uh, because they pledged to not send them any more batteries right well somebody who's loading up the trucks to you know recycle stuff is just tossing the stiff stuff Mm -hmm. in there apparently and uh you know the, the the fire danger of lithium batteries, uh, lithium ion, ion batteries is getting liquid. National, liquid, man. Yeah, uh, you know, getting national attention now, and uh, you know we we're, we're going to take we're going to take this story as soon as we tell you what his lawsuit is for. He's asking for twenty-six point five million dollars in damage.
1: Right. And well, he his lost business, his business. He lost his business. Yeah. Right.
0: And uh, you know, to rebuild the business and get back into business again, mm-hmm. and to do what he was trying to do to, to help the planet. Sure. It's going to take a lot of time and a lot of money. But it uh,
1: points up the fact that uh, all of all of these people involved, all of this EV battery, EV car, it's it's companies chasing those government subsidy billions and billions and billions of dollars.
0: So, why are we having so many of these kind of fires in New York City? This takes us to another chapter
1: of the EV battery stuff. Right, right, right. Because the EV batteries, at least, they have some oversight. In automobiles. In automobiles, right. On uh, bicycles and other electronic equipment that uses lithium-ion batteries, they can use the cheapest thing they want. And there was a case in New York City... Where a bicycle shop had uh, some EV batteries for their electric bicycles uh, charging, and they started a fire. And unfortunately, there was an apartment above the uh, bicycle shop, and four people lost their
0: lives. And so, New York City uh, Mayor Eric Adams signed a law that requires micro mobility devices such as scooters and you know bicycles mm-hmm. and stuff like that sold in the city need to meet UL standards. But that's that's just a that's just a suggestion because yeah. you can buy out of the city right. and bring it into the city, and that's what people are doing. A, a typical electric bike costs about eighteen to twenty-five hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. A good one, okay, one you would consider buying. But you yeah. can get them for six hundred dollars because that keeps them under the eight hundred dollar uh, tariff that mm-hmm. they would have to pay on the bicycles, and consequently, they're getting. Uh, crap batteries right the cheapest batteries. The cheapest thing they can put mm-hmm. in them it's made as cheaply as possible right and then there are actually businesses that have set up in the city and and from you know from what they describe are like plywood cubicles you know in the cities mm-hmm. and you can take your bicycle batteries there and they'll charge them up and have them for you ready the next morning and they're basically just using extension cords that are hanging down off the wall like like vines oh and uh lord that's that's the thing that we're missing on this. When you go EV, you got to have restrictions on the batteries because if we don't, these batteries don't just burn. No, no, no. They explode. They're infernos instantly. Pack. And uh, the 3 million gallons that we talked about to put out the battery fire in commerce, mm-hmm. same thing with the the water uh the water usage in New York City right. trying to get these these fires out. Because as you're in there, you're in the middle of a fireworks display as you're trying to put the fire out. Sure. Every time one of these things goes off. So it's uh, it's it's a tough deal for sure. I hate to, I hate to see it. I hate to see people getting killed because of battery fires and and all those types of things, but all
1: in the name of a green planet. Yeah.
0: A green planet. Yeah. Speaking of batteries, now let's get back to the batteries you and I are familiar with. Okay. You know, basic lead-acid batteries, right. glass uh, mat cell batteries.
1: The kinds that we have to kind, replace? Yeah,
0: well, the kind you have to replace and the kind you have in your car that charges constantly by the mm-hmm. alternator and, and uh, you know, has a certain life on it. Uh, if, if you haven't had your batteries and charging system checked recently... Good time of the year to get it done because oh, we're yeah. we're going tailgating. We're you know we're going nonstop with kids stuff. Going mm-hmm. to baseball, football, soccer games. Uh, get it checked out at Oakwood Tire, thirty one twenty Atlanta Highway. And they can put your battery on a machine and it tells how much life is left in the battery, and it it can also me- measure your charging system as the car is running. You all see. Tell, you know because they got to work in in, in, right. in conjunction with each other. The battery you know can't help the charging system if the charging system can't help the battery mm-hmm. so you know they sell national brands like diehard and interstate uh national brands so the warranty carries across the country check them out at oakwood tire and more next swap meet i want to let people know is the because we just had a swap meet last week the next swap meet is going to be september 2nd that is the first saturday of september and coincidentally uh Coincidentally, the Wera motorcycle guys are going to be at Road Atlanta that same weekend. Mm-hmm. So you can go to the swap meet, watch the motorcycle racing, and the World Endurance Racing Association. Those guys are certifiable. Oh, yeah. Uh, but it's great stuff to watch. It's, uh, the things they do with motorcycles are phenomenal. To see them going around that sure. track, you know, go cheer them on. It's, uh, they have the, the, the big guns, and they have the smaller bikes there. And it's just a great time. The folks are very approachable. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been there before, and it's a, it's a good thing. So, I can't wait. Want to hear about Bud's latest project? Oh yeah, I can't. Because it wait. involves you. Oh geez. I was putting the weather strips on the top of the Mustang door mm-hmm. tops. It's a metal piece that goes over the door panel.
1: Right. Those are called belt moldings. Is proper moldings. proper technical nomenclature.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I ordered some uh, replacement felts to go in there mm-hmm. and you got to dig the staples out and then they tell you to put new staples in that they send you mm-hmm. they no way no i mean there's
1: no way they're ever going to stay tight no no well they're you're trying to put staples through metal well,
0: well the holes are drilled i
1: mean yeah. you know to put the staples yeah, but through. still but even when you bend them
0: over because when they bend them over with whatever at the factory yeah they put these little curls in them and they they are tight
1: mm-hmm. can't do that at home well if the manufacturer has a staple gun that will staple through the metal
0: oh okay
1: that's how they do it you don't have one of those no nor do you (laughs) so that is why we typically use a very tiny screw or rivet Mm -hmm. to attach those where they will stay put And then we paint them black.
0: And that's why you can do all sorts of upholstery repairs at Tim's Auto Upholstery. How do folks get a hold of your expertise?
1: Well, you can come visit us at 3568 Buford Highway in Duluth behind Howard's Outdoor Power and Hardware, or you can catch us on the web at timsautoupholstery.com. Or call us on the phone, 770-418-1336. We're happy to talk to you about your project. If you're a car guy and have an old car and you just want to cruise by, come on by. We'd love to see your car. Tim's Auto Upholstery, where
0: they'll keep you in
1: stitches.
0: All right, folks, I've run us out of time. Uh, if you want to catch the podcast that is brought to you by Year One, you know, go to Access WDUN, click it, and you can listen to the last week's show, or you can go to your favorite podcast site and pick up Bud's Garage, and away you go. Okay. Keep between the ditches shiny side up. We'll see you next week right here at Bud's Garage on North Georgia's News Talk WDUN. Have a great week.